Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Matthew. We're going to go to the book of Matthew and I'm going to begin reading chapter 25, uh, uh, chapter 11 and verse 25 rather. And you might want to just keep your hand and your Bible open at Matthew 11 because we're going to be there most of this message today. But Matthew chapter 11 and verse 25, and it says, at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent and hast revealed them unto babes, even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, and neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Then we come to a passive scripture. We often make this statement about something that we've heard quite frequently, but a familiar passage of scripture. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hallelujah. Can you say amen to the word of the Lord right where you are? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, your word is so blessed to our hearts today. Lord, now will you let that word become, Lord Jesus, living in our spirit. Let the word, let it be alive to us in this very present time in this situation that we're in. We're going to give you praise, Father, for your word, Lord, and for this particular word today. I need your anointing. God, I thank you, God, for this opportunity. I'm humbled by this opportunity to serve your people. Lord, now will you use us for your glory in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise amen. God. Lord bless you. you be seated. They tell us that over 7 billion people share space on this planet. 7.5, somewhere about, billion people. That is 7.5 billion unique individuals with unique DNA. There are 7.5 different kinds of fingerprints. 7.5 billion distinct faces with distinct features. We all have our own individual proclivities and inclinations and propensities. Everyone stands by themselves as being unique, separate, and distinct. Aren't you glad that God didn't make us all just cookie cutters? Everybody's different, down even to your DNA. Yet in many ways, we as humanity are similar. We are all part of one race, one race. One race. I, I want to emphasize that because I think a lot of people mistakenly think that there's multiple races. There is only one race. There is only one human race. Amen. We all may have different shades of melatonin, but I want to tell you we're all one race. One race. That does away with racism right there. 
We need to experience, every one of us have the similar need to experience purpose. We all long for love. We all are longing for that person to love us and someone to love. We are all compelled with the desire to be a part of community. Everybody wants to belong. Everybody wants to be a part of family. Amen. We all bleed the same color red. We all like to laugh and we all cry. We're all uh, glued to the same common emotion called self-preservation and survival. We all yearn to matter. Very deeply we yearn to matter. We all have our hurts. We all have our baggage. We all have our burdens, if you please. Burdens are common to the masses and common to the individual. Everyone that I'm talking to today, everyone that is with us in this building this morning has a commonality of burdens and baggage. It may not be the same burden. It might not be the same baggage, but nonetheless, I'm talking about a cargo that weighs upon the human body, the human mind, weighs us down emotionally, weighs us down mentally, and weighs us down spiritually. Burdens. Personal, yet everybody has them. Burdens, the desire uh, to be free uh, or the desire to feel that burden lifted from them is universal. You will find that there are those that are under the weight of the pain of abuse, physical, mental, uh, emotional abuse. Whatever the case may be, it's a burden. Amen. The burden and the weight of distress of an untimely death of a loved one that weighs upon us grief and sorrow. The heartache and burden of a financial bankruptcy and a situation that is out of our control burdens that come upon our mind and begins to assault us daily with negative thoughts that we cannot control you could point your finger to somebody that has a problem with their mind and you don't have a problem and you think that you, that that because they do there's something wrong with them but i want to tell you unpeel the layers of your own life and you will find that there are burdens that you hide and that i hide that we all carry burdens of confusion and perversion that says I don't know who I am I don't know my self-worth. I don't know my personal identity. Amen. I want to tell you, we should not mock that situation. We should not make fun of it or cast a, a disparaging comments about that. That's a burden that is incredibly heavy, heavy to wear. The burden of a baby born out of wedlock. Amen. The burden of a divorce. The burden of a disease that cannot be treated. The burden of disappointment of expectation. The burden of condemnation and fear and dread. We all share commonality of burdens. The burdens may be different, but we all have them. We all experience them. To others, it may seem small and insignificant, but ask that person that, that is carrying it how important or how heavy, how weighty is that burden, and they will tell you. Every one of the uh, 7.5 billion people on earth have one major burden in common. Every one of us has this one burden in common, and that is the burden of sin. The burden of sin. For Paul spoke to the Romans in chapter 3 and verse 23, for all 
Underline that in your Bible. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I want to remind you today about the burden of sin. Sin is a burden. Idolatry is a burden. Amen. Deception is a burden. I find that sin is a burden. I want to tell you adultery is not a blessing. It's a burden. Fornication is not a blessing. It's a burden. Amen. Homosexuality is not a blessing. It is a burden. Sin that presses down on the soul of man, breaks his heart, destroys families, collapses governments and kingdoms, and even brings down the mightiest among us. Why? It's a burden of sin. Lying is a burden. Cheating is a burden. Hate is a burden. Racism is a burden. The Apostle Paul describes sin as the yoke of bondage. The yoke of bondage. The book of Hebrews says that we are to lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily beset us. That means something is, is, is in our life that's weighing us down. We need to get rid of. The thing about sin, the thing about coming short of the glory of God is that it is often a burden that is not realized. It's a weight that we don't know at the time until conviction comes, until the word comes, until guilt shows up, until shame shows up. And then all of a sudden we realize as Adam and Eve, we need to run from God. We need to run from the presence of the Lord because we have a burden that is on us. I realize today that there are some burdens that people bear that's not because of sin they committed, but rather sin that somebody else committed, sin that somebody else did. It may be abuse that happened to you that you didn't do, but they did it to you. I realize today that there is uh, uh, weights that ca are caused by us that bring us to brokenness and pain, and it burdens our very core. But where then do we go when we feel the weight of fear and dread? Where do we go when we have baggage? that goes with us and is with us every day carrying it along like a like a bad heavy suitcase where do we go when the load of unfulfilled expectations presses on our mind where do we go when our dreams have been crushed where do we go when our visions have been uh, demolished where do we go to unload the weight of guilt and shame I want to tell you what Jesus said he said come unto me Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Jesus said, come everyone. Come all ye. Amen. He said, come all ye. That means 7.5 billion and the 8 billion that we may be creeping to and the 9 billion and the 10 billion. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you have done. Amen. What your burden may be. There is a God today that has provided for you a way that you can lay your burden down. You can lay your burden down. It may be sin that you have committed or it may be sin that someone committed to you. It may be something that you did not even want yourself. But it's a burden. It's a burden. We talk about this scripture as being something familiar. Something that we hear quite frequently and we have and it's great. But let's dig a little deeper into this passage of scripture knowing the backdrop of where the story and statement comes from. If you go back to the beginning of the book of Matthew, you will find that Matthew opens up with Jesus preaching in cities and John the Baptist being in prison. 
Jesus is preaching and ministering, and John the Baptist is in a prison cell. He didn't choose to be there, but he was sent there because of sin. Not his sin, but also someone else's sin. So Jesus is preaching, John's in prison, and prison can evidently chip away at your understanding and your reality. After a while, John began to wonder about some things. Matthew 11 and 2 says, Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? I want to talk to you just for a little bit about the burden of unanswered questions. There is a burden that can come upon our heart like John. John, who is so convinced, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. So convinced that he is he, that he boldly proclaimed it publicly. And now in his moment of question, I'm in this prison. I'm in this situation. I did not get sent here by my own actions. I'm not guilty of a crime other than preaching the truth. And now I'm here. And so the questions begin to come. God, why did this happen to me? Lord, what are you doing? I'm in pain and you're... What's going on here? Are you real? Are you a real God? If you're a real God, why'd you let this happen to me? Amen. Are you still the healer? I want to know. And so questions begin to come and they can speak of unspeakable burdens. They'd remind us of unspeakable weights. Lord, I expected. Lord, I believed. Lord, here's my questions. Amen. For he led to the next statement and, 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 and Jesus began to tell him, go and show John, telling them to go showing John again these things which you do see and hear. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised and the poor have the gospel preached to them. What is he saying? John, I'm moving even while you're in prison. I'm working even while you're in pain. I'm still God even while you're in a, a place of separation. I'm still God. John, my kingdom is not necessarily going like you think it is, but it's going. John, I'm still God. Even when you don't see me working, I'm still God. Hallelujah. How about that song, NPC, we sing around here? Amen. Even, even he's working when I don't know it. Even when I don't see him, he's working. He's working. He's working. But what happens is we have the burden of questions, the burden of why me, the burden of this happened to me and I didn't cause it. Somebody else did it to me. Jesus, don't you care? But what Jesus reminded him is that I'm still moving. I'm still doing my work even when you don't see it. That is the burden of unanswered questions. Then he said, Jesus said something to John in verse 6 that stands out because I believe it deals with another burden, and that is the burden of unfulfilled expectation. For Jesus said in Matthew 11 and 6, Blessed is he, speaking to John, whosoever shall not be offended in me. But he was not only talking to John, he was talking to us. He was not only talking to John, he was talking to the Jews of that day. For the Jews of that day expected Messiah to come and deliver them from the Roman oppression. They expected their burdens to be lifted off by a new king that would come and sit upon the throne and run Rome out of the country. They expected that Jesus would come or the Messiah would come and re 
reestablish their concept of the kingdom, their concept of how things want to go. I want to tell you, there is a burden that is so heavy when we have unfulfilled expectations. Lord, I prayed, and it didn't answer that way. You didn't answer that way. Lord, I, I believe that I was going to be married all of my life. I believe, Lord, that my, my situation was going to be like this all of my life. I didn't know it was going to be this poor. I didn't know it was going to have this trouble. I didn't know that my life would be so broken. I expected you, Lord, to just let my life run on a smooth plane. John was not the voice they expected. Jesus was not the Messiah they expected. Unfulfilled expectations led them to offense. Offense leads to bitterness and bitterness to burden. Amen. There are those of you today that your pastor has let you down sometime. Your church has let you down sometime. A leader has let you down sometime. God didn't handle things like you wanted sometime. Amen. I want to say this. God is not bound by my concepts or yours. God is not bound by my whims or yours. God is not bound by my will or, his, or, or yours. He works what is best every time. Believe it. Believe it. Not what's necessarily best at that moment in my eyes, but what is best in the entire context of his kingdom and his plan. There's nothing wrong with questioning God. I want to reiterate, nothing wrong with questioning God, but you may not like his answer. I'll say that again. Nothing wrong with questioning God, but you may not like his answer. In Matthew chapter 11 and verse 7, it continues. And they departed. Jesus began to say unto the multitudes, What went ye out into the wilderness to see? Speaking of John, a reed shaken with the wind. But what, you, you, what went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what went ye out to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare the way before thee. Verily I say unto you, among them that was born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater. Greater than he. Hallelujah. So we find that the Lord is reminding them about their own inability to judge a situation. What did you go out to see? What was your expectation? What were you looking for? And your expectation wasn't met. Did you go out to look for John and think you was going to find a diaper dandy uh, Mr. GQ? Or did you go out looking for the truth? Did you go out looking for the truth? Amen. John the Baptist is an example of what happens when those that, that have expectation of a, I, I wanted him to be this way. I wanted it to be that way. Amen. Then in verse 12, it, it talks about a, a powerful statement that we've often quoted, but I believe it is also a burden that can come upon people. And in and, and verse 12, Hebrews 11 and 12, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent taketh by force. Here's the burden that, that I see a lot of people with today. And that's the burden of, I have to struggle. 
It's the burden of, I have to put forth effort. Going to live for God, then I'm going to, I'm struggling. I want to tell you every person of faith struggles. Every person that loves God struggles. Every person that prays struggles. Every person that worship struggles. You can either understand that it is a part of the relationship with God, or it can become a heavy burden that we put on ourselves that prevents us from coming to God. Here's the concept. The kingdom does not come to the passive. The kingdom does not come to the passive, but it comes to the aggressive. Woo! <laughs> I want to tell you today, the kingdom of God comes to the aggressive. Go after it. Go after the kingdom. Go after it. Amen. Are you going to allow the burden of, well, I, I, it's just a struggle to live for God. Those kind of folks say, feed me, Jesus, bless me, Jesus, give me, Jesus, take care of me, Jesus, get me out of this trouble, Jesus, get me out of this problem, Jesus. Mm, that's a burden. It's a burden. I feel for those folks that don't realize the relief of the struggle. The next burden that I see is in verse 13, of Matthew chapter 11, verse 13, for all the prophets and law prophesied until John. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you receive it, this is Elias, which was come, which was for to come. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. What is he speaking of here? This is a transition. This is a time of change. I want to talk to a teenager right now that you're on the verge of graduating, maybe this year, next year, or a few years to come, and you're wondering what your life is going to be. There is an, a sensitive time of transition. When you are transitioning from one thing that was your common and normal as it was in this day, the reason that the religious people could not accept it is because the Lord was telling them, there's a transition that is happening right here. There is a transition that is taking place right here. There's a change in how I operate right here. Amen. The burden of transition can weigh upon your heart and say, I don't understand this. I want to tell you, even in this moment, we're having transition. We're having to have service in this particular environment with just a handful of, of great, wonderful, beautiful people. But also, we're in a place where we got to do this differently. Amen. We can either say that's a burden that weighs upon us, or we can say, oh God, I'm coming to you in this hour of need in the hour of my wait. Here's what you need to know is that transition is simply the means and the way God wants to do a new thing in your life. It can either become a burden or a blessing. Amen. John was not a burden. He was a blessing. But only if you saw the transition. Then Jesus continues his concept here of burdens and understanding yokes that was upon these Hebrews and upon their, their minds and their thoughts. In verse 16, But whereunto shall I liken this generation? It is like children sitting in the markets and calling unto their fellows and saying, We have piped unto you. We played our music. You didn't dance. We have mourned unto you, but you have not lamented. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and you say he hath a devil. The son of man kept eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man gluttonous and a wine-bibber and a friend of publicans and sinners, but wisdom is justified of her children. We played for you. 
they are saying. We played, but you didn't dance. We sang a dirge. We sang a lament, but you didn't mourn. What are they, what are they looking at here is that, again, some get it, Brother Dylan, and some don't. We say that again. Some get it and some don't. Some get it and others don't. Continuing in verse 20. Then began he to upbraid the cities wherein most of the mighty works were done because that they repented not. Woe unto thee, Chorazin. Woe unto thee, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which art exalted unto heaven, shalt be brought down to hell. For the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom. It would have remained until the day. What gross wickedness must have been in these cities? What gross wickedness should have been, uh, must have been in the uh, uh, Chorazon, Bethsaida, and Capernaum? What terrible wickedness to say. If, 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 if Sodom had repented, they had stayed and you had gone. Mm. What is this teaching us? Some people get it and some don't. When it comes to burdens, when it comes to the weights of sin in our life, some get it and some don't. Oh, it's not about miracles. I've watched people be healed and get up, walk out of here uh, wheelchairs, throw their crutches down, and then continue in sin. It's not about a miracle. Brother, it is about being changed and say, what do I do about this burden of sin? What do I do about the, the world will tell you and the pop culture will tell you, why don't you think positively and why don't you do social justice? Why don't you do social good because that'll relieve your shame. It, it, you see it repeatedly among those that live wicked life. If I give to the needy, if I help the poor, if I provide something, then that helps me. No, it just merely shifts the load to a line and to an area that says, I deny it, I decline it, and deflect. But oh, let us not be like Bethsaida. Let us not be like Chorazon. Let us not be like Capernaum. But let us say the, hear the words of Jesus Come unto me. Come unto me. Come unto me. All ye that labor and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I'm going to talk to you about, in, in, in conclusion today, three steps to freedom and rest. Three steps to freedom and rest bound in these texts. Number one is come. Everybody say come. Come to Jesus. Coming to Jesus means required leaving something to come to him. Amen. This is the grand and great invitation. Come, come, come. Are you weary? Come. Are you brokenhearted? Come. Amen. Are you burdened down with the weight of sin and despair and guilt and disappointment and, and expectations that aren't met? Are you burdened down with questions? Come, come, come. Amen. This is the call that comes throughout scripture. In places like 2 Chronicles 7 and 14, it might my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my praise and turn, turn. That's the same thing as come. Turn. 
turn from their wicked ways. I'm telling you today, the answer for you, the answer for your hurt, the answer for your pain, the answer for your sin problem, the answer for something that happened to you that was not your sin, but somebody else's. That answer is come, come to Jesus. Lay your burdens down and come to Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, it's not about coming to church. It's about coming to Jesus. I look forward to today. We come to church, but you can come to Jesus right where you are. You can come to Jesus right where you are. Amen. If you're driving, pull over the side of the road and begin to pray. Call upon him. If you're at home, why don't you hit your knees and begin to call upon him? Are you burdened and heavy laden with such cargo of weight of sin and despair? Come. He says, come everyone. All who have sinned. All who have been burdened and heavy laden. Come. Come. 7.5 billion people. Come. One person. Come. Come sinners with a load of guilt and shame and iniquity and sin. Come. Come believers who are weary and worn with the battle. Come believers who have worry upon their mind, have questions in their heart, have unfulfilled expectations in their life. Come. 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 Hallelujah. The Amplified Bible reads it like this. Come to me all you who labor and heavy laden and overburdened and I will cause you to rest. I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your soul. I need that. Mr. Berkeley and his writing says, come to me, in his uh, paraphrase, come to me, all you who are exhausted and weighted down beneath your burdens. I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest. Mr. Wu says, come here to me, all who are growing weary to the point of exhaustion and who have been loaded with burdens and are bending beneath their weight. He says that Jesus proclaims, I alone will cause you to cease from your labor and take away your burdens and thus refresh you with rest. Every weary Christian, every worn out Christian needs to come. Everyone who is weary with the burden of self-importance and self-indulgence, self-righteousness, burdened down with the fact that I get myself into messes, I think I can get myself out of it. Come, everyone who's worn out by the world, worn out by Babylon, worn out by the constant pull of this world, come. Everyone that Satan has put a yoke upon their shoulders, everyone that he has heavy laden with the load of care, something that, that, that is like a ship that you're carrying Amen. The load and the burning is something that causes us to carry it in a continued state. Come, come. Matter of fact, the phrase heavy laden in the Greek is in the perfect tense, which describes a past completed act. At some point, weary began. But it also says that it is an ongoing effect. They will still be weary. It can happen to you 50 years ago and you're still carrying it. It can happen to you 25 years ago and you're still carrying it. But it could have happened yesterday and you're still carrying it. The only answer, my friend, is come. That's number one. Number two, he gave an instruction, take his yoke. Number one, come. Number two, take his yoke. Take my yoke upon me, he says. We don't just drop our yokes and burdens and we're fancy Footloose, happy-go-lucky. That leads to some real issues. But he says, change your yoke for mine. <laughs> Take his yoke. Take his yoke. Here's the thing about yokes. 
Yokes mean there's more than one pulling the load. As long as I have a yoke, I'm yoked up to something. I'm yoked up to my weight. I'm yoked up to my problem. I'm yoked up to my trouble. I'm yoked up to my past. I'm yoked up to the devil's lies. I'm yoked up to bitterness. I'm yoked up to all kinds of torment because of abuse that somebody did to me. I'm yoked. It's constantly there. But he said, take my yoke. I can't wear, wear mine and wear his at the same time. But I'm preaching to you today. I want to put his yoke on my shoulder. I want to put his yoke. My yoke's coming off. My burden's coming off. I'm going to cast it down. As the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 5 and 7, cast all your care on him. Amen. For he careth for you. So I want to take that burden and I'm going to lay it down so that not that I am, I'm without any kind of yoke, but I get his yoke. And if I get his yoke, I get him. I'm partnered with him. You're going to continue to battle with the emotions and the issues, but you're not pulling it by yourself. You're trading that abuse for a help. You're trading that worry for a help. You're, you're trading that sin for salvation. Let him be with you in this time. Cast your yoke down so you can be picking up his. The psalmist said in 55 and 22, cast thy burden upon the Lord. And he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. He's our yoke. His yoke. I want his yoke. I said, I want his yoke, not mine. I need his yoke. I got to cast off mine. Jesus commanded us to take up his yoke. That's a call to submission, a call to surrender, a call to the lordship. Jesus, your Lord. So when you come to him, the next thing is begin to say, I surrender all. I surrender my past. I surrender my sin. Lord, forgive me of my sin. Lord, forgive me of those that offended me and they did the sin and I had to deal with the pain. Lord, I want you today. Wash me clean. I'm talking to somebody today. You need to hear this message. Let it come into your soul let it come into your heart take your yoke off and put his on I want to tell you no one can take his yoke but no one can take our yoke but him you have to have a pulling relationship with Jesus if you want him to help you and take his yoke then he said and learn of me learn of me you know what that is that's a shorthand for come be my continued disciple. Continue to learn from me. Continue to follow after me. Amen. It is a lifelong then journey keeping the yoke on because he said, here's what you're going to learn from me. I am meek and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Put his yoke on your shoulder and you will find rest for your souls. Don't take it off. Keep learning. You see the young ox had to learn from the older ox how to pull the load and Jesus has showed us in his word, amen, how to live. Live like him. Have the attitude of him and then he shows us in his spirit by talking to our heart. Come on, let's pull this. Come on. You can pull. Not that you're going to be digging your heels in and that he's going to take every bit of it but rather come on you can pull together come on you can do this Paul got a glimpse of this when he said I can do all things through Christ with strength in me what is he saying I'm yoked up with Jesus and me and Jesus are going to plow this out me and Jesus are going to make this come to pass 
you know, in that day when Jesus used the analogy of the yoke, those people had probably seen several in that day plowing in the fields with yokes of oxen. And they readily understood what he was speaking. Paul put it like this in Galatians 5 and 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Don't put the old yoke back on. The way you're free is take yours off and put his on. If you're wearing his, there's no place for your old yoke of bondage. Stay yoked to his power. You know, when you consider he is meek, that means power under control. He'll teach us how to have power under control. He said that he's humble. Amen. That means he understands the value and the worth of right relationships. Hallelujah. Then he concluded, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Praise God. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's never too late to come to the Lord. And it's never too hard to continue living for him if you put on the yoke of surrender, submission, if you put on the yoke of obedience and the yoke that says your will, not mine, where you lead, I follow. So come to Jesus. Sin is a hard taskmaster. The writer in John, 1 John 5 and 3 says, but this is the love of God, the love of God, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. Amen. I want you to get ready. We're getting ready to pray. We're getting ready to pray. The praise team is going to sing. But I want to encourage you today. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. What does that mean, Pastor? That means return to him. Prodigal, return to him. Prodigal that's watching this right now, return to him. You might think it's foolish and funny, but it's, it's serious. That weight you're carrying, he said, I'll take it. But you got to get hooked up to me. You've got to get return to him. Repent. That's saying, I'm not taking my yoke anymore. I'm taking his. Not my will, his will. Not my ways, but his ways. So come to Jesus. Cast your cares upon him. Lay those burdens at his feet and take up his yoke. Surrender to him. Submit to him. Amen. Obey him. Praise the Lord. Let's, let's, those of us here today, you would just stand. Bishop is coming, and he's going to pray with us today. I really feel like that somebody needed this word today. Somebody needed to hear these words. And that is, put his yoke on your shoulders, and you'll find rest. Are you tired of torment? Are you tired of your mind being constantly vexed by the things that are going on in our world or going on in your life? Maybe you're sitting at home and you're having to remind yourself about that abuse that you went through. Or you're reminding yourself about that failure in your life. Or you're reminding yourself about how somebody let you down and rejected you and how it hurt you. And you're reminding yourself and you keep constantly thinking about that. Well, I want to tell you, this is the answer. Come to him. Lay yours down and pick up his yoke. Lay your yoke down and pick up his. For he said, my yoke is easy. 
My burden is light. Oh, sinner friend. Oh, someone who doesn't know Jesus, you're not saved. That shame you feel, that sorrow you feel, let it not cause you to run from the Lord, but let it run to the Lord. Let godly sorrow today drive you to Jesus. Right here, right now. Amen. Bishop is coming. We're going to pray. I want you to pray. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Thank you.